ओम ज्ञान ज्ञानंजन Just like the strength of fire within fuel wood the lord remained within the water of dissolution submerging all the living entities in their subtle bodies he lay in the self invigorated energy called kala purport after the three worlds the upper lower and middle planetary systems merged into the water of dissolution the living entities of all the three worlds remained in their subtle bodies by dint of the energy called kala In this dissolution the gross bodies became unmanifest but the subtle bodies existed just like the water of the material creation thus the material energy was not completely wound up as is the case in the full dissolution of the material world in the description of the partial destruction is described how supreme lord vishnu lying on the water appears to be sleeping as such may look very peaceful peaceful yes but that he is sleeping and that he is peaceful doesn't mean that he is not powerful the example is given of fire within wood when we see wood it looks like it's just some <coughs> dead object because there's living wood and there's dead wood both but it's uh, we don't expect any action from wood it's sometimes to demonstrate the difference between living organism and dead matter if there's a wooden table we say like this this is dead dead matter but within the wood there's great power the power of fire we wouldn't expect just by of course now we're experienced so we we know we've seen wood burning but if we see piece of wood it doesn't look like there's any potency in it whatsoever but the potency of fire is so powerful is it's not easy to stop fire once it started and very quickly gets out of control therefore it said that fire disease and death should be dealt with quickly because otherwise if, if in the beginning it might be possible to control but if it's allowed to go on it will its effect will be devastating <clears throat> sometimes this no actually almost every year in the in the summer there's some big forest fires sometimes in france sometimes in china and it's out of control all the fire brigades come but they they can't control it out of control so very powerful all of man's modern technology with all his technological advances they can't control the forest fire that lays waste to huge areas of land so this example is given in relation to lord vishnu who looks very peaceful and 
sleeping, but very powerful. It's just an example because the, the power of Lord Vishnu is far more than that of the power of fire within wood. Whatever power is there within wood comes from Lord Vishnu. All power comes from him only. But in a, it's an example given. The, the Shaka Tandranyai. We, 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 to show the moon, first we show, you see the branch of the tree? And see behind that some big ball? That's the moon. So, pointing to something close that we can understand and then having got our attention, then we uh, demonstrate the point that we want to speak about. So, in our conditioned state, we don't have experience of Lord Vishnu. And even if we had, it's not possible to fully describe it. So, an analogy is given to help us better understand how Lord Vishnu, although appearing as if just sleeping, but actually extreme, <coughs> extremely powerful, even though that power is not manifest. <coughs> More powerful than the, the, the fire in wood is the power of the jiva. The jiva is nothing as powerful as Lord Vishnu, but still more powerful than matter. Modern scientists, by splitting the atom, how do they describe that in terms of quantum mechanics? How can you split an atom in terms of quantum physics? It's because it doesn't exist as a any quantum physicist. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't exist as a as an object. So how can it be split? Yeah. Have to ask Rasaraj that one. Anyway, they split the atom and released a tremendous amount of power. The atom is so small, it, it cannot be seen in the microscope, but when it's split, it releases such power that it rearranges the atoms all around it in a, in a spectacular manner. It blows everything to pieces. So that's spectacular power within the atom. Within the jiva, there is also the power to transcend matter. But he doesn't know. And therefore, he is migrating within this material world, subservient to matter. Sometimes he, he, gets some, he may get some information that I am superior to matter, but not understanding how he's superior to matter, he takes shelter of impersonal philosophy. And which is actually a product of matter, which he thinks is spiritual, but it's actually a product of matter. And therefore, even though he even appears to have liberation by following that process, he remains within the clutches of Maya. Therefore, it's called the last snare of Maya to consider that one is liberated or is capable of being liberated by this uh, impersonal philosophy. He didn't actually... The, the power of the jiva, it has to be awakened by linking with the supreme powerful. 
Otherwise, a little power is manifest. But the actual power of the jiva depends upon him being subordinate to the supreme powerful. And then he gets granted the power to come into the sanid, the sanidhi, into the presence of the Supreme Lord and serve Him. Which otherwise, without being invested with the power of the Supreme Lord's internal potency, you cannot approach the Supreme Lord. How, is the, how can the jiva serve the Supreme Lord? It's, he is so tiny, infinitesimal, and the Supreme Lord is infinite. How can the Supreme, how, how can the Jiva serve the Supreme Lord when he is sufficiently empowered by the internal potency, then he's brought into that internal potency. Brahmavid Brahmaiva Bhavati, by accepting the, uh, or, or by knowing what is actually Brahma, then he becomes Brahma, becomes to that same status. But the impersonalists, they simply think they know. Now I know what is Brahman. Aham Brahmasmi. Yes, I know what is Brahman. Aham Brahmasmi. I know. Therefore, Brahma with Brahmaiva Bhavati. Now I became Brahma. I became the Supreme. So it's a mistake. But they think, due to misunderstanding of the Vedic aphorisms, they mistake that. Yeah, now I became God. It's just in their imagination. So the power that is inherent in the jiva, uh, that is to be awakened. There are many cases uh, where the so people don't know their own power. They don't, or, or they may know it and they withhold it. Hanuman, he was not exactly cursed, but in his childhood he was so powerful as a child that just you can imagine a child playing. Now, if the child is powerful as Hanuman, then children they tend to you know shake things up and break them and play with things and snap them in half. So he was threatening that the whole universe would be destroyed just in his childhood play. And he wanted to go and catch the sun. He saw the sun in the sky. What's that? And he's going to go and catch it would have caused a cosmic disaster. So all the demigods, they came together and said, okay, you know, you just, they, 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 they gave him the benediction, not a curse, that uh, he would forget his power until it was actually a fit time for it to be manifest. So he manifest his power. He jumped over... The, the ocean to Lanka. That was the, that was the beginning. Uh, which even Lord Ram himself didn't do. Ram had to build a bridge. That was also an unusual bridge, spectacular bridge. No engineering feat since then has matched it of having stones floating on the water. But Hanuman, he didn't need a bridge. He just jumped. So his power became, he, he had the power, but he didn't know. So if he, did, if he didn't know, he won't try to go and catch the sun anymore, for instance. So uh, that name he got Hanuman, when, when Indra 
with his thunderbolt broke his jaw then he became Hanuman otherwise he was known as Anjaneya when he was going to catch the sun so Indra just gave him a little slap but if you give the child a slap to restrain him but Hanuman any normal slap what's he going to do to him so Indra had to throw his thunderbolt at him which would normally that's in a thunderbolt's enough to wipe out half the universe at a time but but for Hanuman it just made a little, little crack in his jaw therefore it became Hanuman so he did he wasn't realizing his power and after the battle of Lanka he again withdrew it he didn't after the Ram Leela was over he withdrew that again and uh, we next find him in Puranic history lying in the middle of the road when Bhim Sain was coming to find out some nice flowers for Draupadi so he went long way up to, in, towards the heavenly sphere towards the abode of Kuvera and as he was going along the path he saw one big monkey blocking it so they had a little discussion and then uh, Bhim introduced himself and then he said "And well it's very nice to meet you but could you just get out of the way because I don't, you're obviously an elder person I, I never saw any monkeys talking before so you're obviously a special kind of person can you just get out of the way because I don't want to walk over you and that's an important part of Vedic culture we don't walk over different things we don't put a hand on the mouth if we do we have to go and wash it because then you'll put your hand on something else and contaminate could you please go and wash your hand there are so many things which we don't know nowadays so uh, Hanuman said no I can't move I'm too old I'm too, I don't have any power I'm just so old so Bhim got a little angry he said well, just move your tail he said I'm too tired you move it you, you just move it for me so then Bhim who has the strength when he said he has the strength of 10,000 elephants that's an analogy it's not actually exactly correct that he has the strength of 10,000 elephants because that's an underestimation of his strength if we say that about someone else oh he has the strength of 10,000 elephants it's like and it's just to say he's a very powerful person but in, this, in the case of Bhim Singh it's an analogy just like the fire within wood compared to the Supreme Lord it's an underestimation so Bhim you know, just with his left hand which is an in, he's getting a little insulting here with his left hand just went to flick the tail aside and he couldn't move it he tried with two hands and then he offered him the business <laughs> who are you anyway he said I'm your brother <laughs> They're both sons of Vayu, and my name is Hanuman. Oh, I heard about you. We heard of, I, we heard, you're my hero. So then they embraced each other. So Hanuman, he was not showing his potency, even though he had so much power. But he was just lying in the road like a, like a worn-out old monkey. So there are many. There's so many cases of this. Vamandev. The whole Leela of Vamandev rests on his appearing to be powerless, just a little boy. But actually, he's appearing to be a little boy, he, he is the Supreme Lord. So the whole pastime of Vamandev rests on the, on the fact that 
he appears to be incapable, although he's actually most capable. Shukracharya could see, he could understand, this is Vishnu. He's only pretending. He's coming, pretending to be a little boy. Give me three steps of land. And Bali Maharaj said that you're not, you see you're just a young boy and you're not very experienced. It's nice that you're being very renounced, you only want three steps of land, but you're just a little dwarf and three steps is hardly cover, cover any land. So you should, it should be that anyone who takes anything from me in charity, they shouldn't have to come back again. If you only take three steps of land, then again you'll have to come back. And it's a bit embarrassing for me, you see. As a, as a powerful king, now I conquered all the universe and someone should come to me, they should be satisfied for their whole life. But then Vamande preached him and said, no, no, you see, we shouldn't be very greedy like you. He didn't say like you, but that's implied. That, and taking the whole universe. And, but one, one should actually be satisfied with just whatever he needs. You see, so I only want three steps of land. I don't, you know, why should I ask for so much? Just you know, three steps is enough for me, by my own measurement. So, Tatastu, let it, so it, let it be, said uh, Bali Maharaj. But Shukracharya could understand that this, uh, this boy is so effulgent that here we have all powerful brahmanas, and when he came into the Yagya Mandal, the, the area of the Yagya then, by his effulgence, he made all the brahmanas look like glowworms. Before they looked like they were brighter than the sun, and now they all look like glowworms, so we can he could understand, because he's very, inte very intelligent and learned in the Vedic conclusions, that this Vamandeva is actually Vishnu. So he warned Bali Maharaj, and he indicated that if, if you give a what's going to happen, he's going to cheat you and take everything. And then what will happen to me? Sarvasvam Vishnavedatva Murham Vatishyate Katam How are you going to maintain yourself if you give everything away? In other words, how are you going to maintain me because I'm dependent on you? But uh, Bali Maharaj, he was determined. Yes, he may appear to be like a little boy, but he's the supreme. And sure enough, with not even three steps, but with two Vamandev covered the whole universe. He said, you tell me you give me three steps of land, you only gave me two. You say, you're incapable. You can't even, you're telling me to take more, but you can't even, what I'm asking for, you can't even give me. I, I, you only gave me two steps of land and I covered everything. So, so in this way, he, he cheated. He said to cheat. Actually, he didn't cheat. He bestowed the greatest benediction on... Bali Maharaj, but the, this whole Leela rests on him appearing to be incapable. His, what power is in him is not shown. And actually all the Leela of Krishna rests on this point, that he is so powerful, but he appears to be less so. And he may act as less powerful than he actually is. How can the tiny jiva approach the Supreme Lord? Then, just like we see with uh, Drupad and Drona, they were childhood friends, but then later when Drona was an impoverished brahmana and Drupad was a thriving king, Drona came, in their childhood they were friends, but then later 
Jonah came and said, oh, I, I've come back to see my old friend. And Drupad laughed at him. You my friend? How can you be my friend? Friendship can be between equals. I'm a prosperous king and you're just a beggar. I can give you a little charity if you want, but friendship, forget it. We're not equal. So then, yeah, of course, you know, it's a long story how Drona trained up the Pandavas and then they defeated Drupad and then, and so many things came out of this, this one insult of Drupad, so many points came out of that, then how the, the Pandavas became trained up and then how, by, and then for the Dakshina, they came, they, they brought Drupad before Drona and then Drupad became and then he Drona was insulted and Drupad became insulted then uh, he wanted a son who would kill Drona who, who came out of the sacrificial fire Drishta Dhyumna and uh, so many things came out of that but just the point I wanted to make that equals equals can relate with each other in, in marriage when they want to make marriage, they want to see that the boy and girl are of a more or less equal status, although the boy should be a little older like this. And if there's going to be a difference in caste, then the boy should be of a higher caste. And like this, the boy should be taller, not shorter than the girl. So all these considerations are there. But more or less they should be usually same caste, same kind of economic background, same kind of educational background in the modern age. As uh, same kind of background economically there shouldn't be that one is very poor and one is very rich because friendship can be between equals it's a, of course no one is exactly equal but more or less equal status then there can be friendship then uh, how can we approach the Supreme Lord who is so great he's so much greater than us how can we begin to even begin to approach it? Be that means either the Lord has to make his devotee greater than him, or the Lord has to become less. Either way, the two things are equal to each other. And either the Lord has to give the, the jiva the same power as him, which is, uh, that's not possible and not desirable. That he will have in all respects the same power as the Lord. Because then the Supreme Lord will cease to be the Supreme Lord. Uh, or he, the Lord himself can hide his own powers or, or even forget his own powers. So this is, this is the platform on which, uh, on which Leela takes place. Just like we see uh, Krishna lifts the Govardhan Giri. And we may think, well, that's something very wonderful. But for Krishna, it's not... Him lifting a little rock, that's not Of course, it's a great mountain. But, but uh, for Krishna, that's a very small thing. But as far as to, he's holding all the universes, Adhara Shakti Murtim, the Adhara Shakti, the power to hold all the universes is it's intrinsically part of him parasya shakti vividhaiva shuyate swabhaviki jnana kriyacha swabhaviki jnana hmm, what is it? bala kriyacha yes, so this this bala shakti it's his swabhaviki shakti that's automatically with him he doesn't have to go to the gymnasium and do exercises to I have to I have to pick up Govardhan Hill. Okay, I have to get into training. 
No such thing. The same Krishna, who in the morning is sucking his mother's breast and, and crying, Oh, now you feed me. And then in the, the, the little time later, he's lifting up Govardhan Hill. And no exercise, no... You know, he doesn't have to do any warm-up. The athletes have to do some warm-up so they don't stretch their muscles. And they don't get... Uh, What's that? What's that called when the muscles breaks or, or ripped muscles? I can't remember the word exactly. Do you have any physiotherapists? You know, they can do ligaments or the muscles can be torn. Yeah, torn muscles. We can say like that. So he doesn't have to do for Krishna. It's it's literally child's play. Krishna, as a child, he lifts Govardhan Hill. That's his play. We see children, they make fantasies that, that we are fighting in big battles, but it's only children's play. But Krishna, actually, for his child's play, he kills Agha, Baka, Putana, uh, all family members and, uh, and other different demons, just for play. For Krishna, it's play. They don't have to pretend that, that we're, we're playing with big demons, but actual real demons come and very powerful demons, and Krishna kills them. So for Krishna killing the demons, it's a very easy thing. But there's some play, it may appear that Krishna is not capable. He actually entered the mouth of Bakasura and Agasura, and he was apparently captured by Kaliya and dragged underwater. So Krishna, he, even he doesn't have to fight with these demons to kill them, but just by his ichha shakti, simply by his desire, the demons can be killed. But then where's the fun? And there's no fun. So Krishna fights, and fight means it, it may appear that they're on an equal level. Krishna doesn't show his whole power. Otherwise, just like when he was fighting with Hiranyaksha, he went through a whole big fight and at some point it seemed that Hiranyaksha was defeating Brahadev, but then in the end he just flicked him nonchalantly. After, after being smitten with the club of Hiranyaksha and then oh, appearing to be, his own club fell down and then appearing to be uh, fighting with an equal opponent, then all the demigods, they said, could you please finish him off soon? We're getting a little anxious here. I said, oh, okay. And just <laughs> just gave him a little flick and he was finished. Oh, okay, all right, I'm God. I'm, but demigods are getting afraid here. So just give him a little flick. Okay, finished. So the Supreme Lord is always far more powerful than any others. But to enjoy his Leela, he appears to be less powerful and even to himself. How could he enjoy himself if he was thinking that, that, this, that, that I'm so great and all these others are so much less? Then he can't enjoy. In one sense, it's Drona, when he, a Drupad, when he was saying to Drona that we can't, we can't be friends. Actually, in one sense, it was correct because how can you, in, how can you enjoy relating with others, just like if he says, now, I, now I'm going to go on my chariot and 
he, but Drona doesn't have a chariot, so then he has to bring him on his chariot. So then where friendship means dadati pratigritnati, so one friend has to give something to the other, and the other friend gives something back. But if he, if one is very rich and the other is poor, then how can the poor one give to the rich in the same way that the rich one is giving to the poor? So it's not, it's not this. It's a great hindrance in a relationship. If one has to, one is giving and the other, what can he give back? So how can there be any relationship? So for Krishna to manifest his lila then Krishna doesn't show his full potency. And much of the time, he may even forget himself that he is the Supreme Lord. He may think, well, how is that? That sounds like the Mayavadis, they say that, uh, that yes, actually I'm Bhagavan, but I just forgot. <laughs> and we attack, that how can you forget? But the Krishna himself forgets, but simultaneously he doesn't forget. Simultaneously, he is thinking, he's fully thinking that now uh, my mother, she's, she's being very bad and cruel to me because she was feeding me and then she just put me aside. So Krishna becomes angry. And uh, so he's feeling dependent on his mother, although the, everything is dependent on him. So he's actually feeling like that. But at the same time, he knows that I'm the Supreme Lord and everything depends on me. How is that possible? That is possible by achintya shakti. Sometimes people, they, they protest. Or whenever, whenever there's something that you can't resolve philosophically, you just say achintya. Well, that is the answer. Because all contradictions are resolved in the Supreme Lord. Anoraniyam, mahatomihiyam. He is simultaneously the smallest and the greatest. Smaller than the smallest, bigger than the biggest. He is simultaneously the, uh, the knower of everything and learning from Sandipani Muni. He is simultaneously feeding everybody. Nityo nityanam chetanas chetanam eko Eko Bahudhi Kama. So he alone is feeding everyone, but he's feeling himself that I am I have to be fed by my mother. So, contradiction, yes. Apparent contradiction. But the contradiction no, because everything is possible in the Supreme Lord. If, if, if everything was not possible, then he wouldn't be the Supreme Lord. So that means that even things, contradictory things are, are possible in him, because everything is possible in him. So even things which appear to be contradictory, they are resolved in him. So he is personal and impersonal. It's, how is it possible? Not for you, not for me, but for him. Because he is the Supreme Lord. If he wasn't, then he wouldn't be the Supreme Lord. So he's simultaneously all-powerful, and at the same time, the, in his childhood, the gopis uh, clapping their hands and singing songs, and he's dancing, like a little baby. And he is a little baby. And he's... 
He doesn't think of himself as anything but a little baby. Otherwise, if the Supreme Lord doesn't have Leela, then there would be... Then he, would, he wouldn't be supreme. Because uh, then there wouldn't be any Ananda. Then we come to Nirvisheshvan. If there's no Leela, then we come to Nirvisheshvan. Because the Supreme, by nature, by the very meaning of Supreme, is that he is defined in the first verse of Bhagavatam. That the nature of the Absolute Truth, everything is within him, yet he's uh, independent, all-knowing. So, Ananda must be there also. If there's no experience of Ananda, then then there is no Supreme Lord. Then just stones are not even stones, because who is there to experience it? And then, then we come to Nirvisheshvan. Without Ananda, then there is nothing. And we wouldn't be here to talk about it. If Nirvisheshvad is actually a fact, then we wouldn't be here to talk about it. It's automatically disqualified by the fact that we can even discuss it. Then everything is that we can discuss it and, and try to convince someone about it. Me, that automatically proves that there's that there is Vaishishtya. There's not Nirvishesh. There is different specific characteristics of every different object. So the, 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 the Supreme Lord, uh, he is Ananda, he is not devoid of Ananda. Rather he is Anandamaya. He is, he is known, his very name is Anandamaya, full of bliss. But how does, uh, where is that, how is that bliss produced? From drinking Coca-Cola? No. Yes, in some sense, the Supreme Lord enjoys bliss by eating, smelling, touching, tasting, feeling. But that in itself is not a source of pleasure. The pleasure one gets from drinking milk is not just the, the, the pleasure of the flavor, but the pleasure of it being offered with love. That's why Krishna likes to drink the breast milk of Yashoda, not Putana. He like not Padma, mother of Kansa. He doesn't like to drink her breast milk, nor does she like to offer it. So Krishna, he, accept, he accepts the love. Patram pushpam palam toyam yome bhaktya prayachati. He specifies that if you offer me with, with bhakti, leaf, flower, fruit, water, then I will accept. Yome bhaktya prayachati. Tadahang bhakti uparitam ashnami prayatatmana. Duryodhana offered Krishna all kinds of facilities and nice food and Krishna said, I don't want it. I, he bluntly told him in, on his face, you're not offering this out to me with affection. You're simply offering it because you want to win me over to go against the Pandavas. You have no love for me. I will not accept it. You have offered me all the nice place to stay. I want, I'm going to go and stay with Vidur. He's my devotee. So Krishna, even so, nice foods were offered. First class foodstuffs, first class residence. Krishna not interested. Doesn't, doesn't want to stay. He's not, not offered with bhakti. We may think that uh, we have to learn how to do, 
how to perform the archan process. You have to learn this mantra and this mudra and this and that. But Prabhupada described not much mantra needed. Hmm. That's unusual. Not much <coughs> mantra needed. He said, Prabhupada said that the most important thing in, in, in archan, you bring something and offer it to Krishna. <coughs> and you say that, my dear Krishna, I am the most wretched person, but anyway I'm just trying to offer this to you, please accept it. So with that mood, Krishna will accept. And otherwise, big mantras, swaras, and this, that, the other. But if there's no bhakti, Krishna won't accept it. We can build a big opulent temple and make many pujas and this and that, but if Krishna is not pleased, then why should he accept So, <coughs> Leela, that is Ananda Chinmaya Rasa. That is for the uh, producing blissful, non-contaminated spiritual Rasa. Rasa means that which produces a sense of wonder, something wonderful. So, Krishna Leela is wonderful, full of, at every moment, full of uh, wonderful uh, experiences in relationship with Krishna. So, but, but that rasa is produced not from objects. Rasa, there may be nice food, but the, the food, is, we say food as ras. There are different rasas, the, the salty, spicy, astringent, sour, sweet, hmm? bitter, bitter yeah. six rasas. But the, that's the, that's, that literally refers to taste. But the Ananda Chinmaya rasa, it's not, the, someone may give nice food, but the Ananda Chinmaya Rasa, which comes from eating that food, doesn't come from the food itself. That's why Krishna didn't accept Duryodhana's food. But he accepted the banana peels given by the wife of Vidur. She was peeling the banana. Oh, Krishna has come. I only have some banana. Give him bananas. Peel the banana and give to him. But in ecstasy, giving the banana peel and Krishna was eating. And then Vidur said, hey, look, you have to get the banana. Okay, and then start eating the banana. He said, actually the banana peels were better. Because of the bhakti. Krishna is, a, Krishna is accepting the bhakti. Not, the, not exactly the ghee and the kesar and the badam. But where, where is the bhakti? Krishna wants, where is no bhakti? Take it away. Give it to the dogs. Not for me. So we, Krishna is accepting that he's finding the, the rasa in that. So rasa comes by personal exchange. Not from, that's why no one can be happy with gold and diamonds and power and position because there's no, there's no chinmaya rasa. There's, there's no, gold cannot make one happy. Diamonds cannot make one happy. There may be the, uh, the feeling that I shall be happy by having the feeling of 
possession. But if one has no one to show it to, there's the same objection that Arjuna was making, that, it, that if we kill all our relatives, how are we going to enjoy the kingdom? Because how are you going to enjoy it? You have to have your friends to show off and, and relate with them. So you may have diamond. And if one is living on a desert island, it doesn't make alone, then uh, you may have boxes full of diamonds and gold, but it won't make any difference. You're in the same position as someone living with, on the desert island without boxes of diamonds and gold. There are no use to you whatsoever. The only use of diamonds and gold is to show off to others. That you see, I, now I am, I am so great, I have these diamonds and gold. So that on the material sphere there's some uh, perverted rasa experience by showing I'm greater than others. But uh, the, the true rasa comes from sharing with others, from, from sometimes becoming less than others. If one is always superior to another, then one cannot have a very intimate relationship. That's why in Vaikuntha, the, it's, it's not, con, not considered very intimate. Only goes up to the first level of, of Sakya. Apart from Lakshmi Devi, the, the, only the first level of Sakya, Gaurav Sakya. The, the friendship in awe and reverence. But Rajaras is going Sakya with Vishram, Vishramba, the intimate friendship, Bhatsalya, and Shringar or Madhuras. They're very intimate. That's described that Krishna, he uh, prefers the scolding of the gopis. You rascal, get out of here. I'll never see you again. Don't ever show your face to me again. Krishna enjoys that more than the chanting of the Vedic hymns. Krishna is Priya. He likes the Vedikin. But more, he likes the chastisement of the gopis, which is done in pure love. But how can they, how can they chastise him if they think he's God? And then if they think, oh, he's God and I'm just a little cowherd. How can, how, where can the rasa come? Mother Yashoda. She was Balaram. They said that... Oh, Krishna has eaten dirt. Krishna said, no, I didn't eat dirt. He's, he's lying. Balaram's lying. They're all lying. We had, some, we had some fight while we were playing and now they're making stories, to, telling stories about me just to get me in trouble. So then Mother Yashoda said, all right, we'll look. Now we'll see. Who's lying? You are Balaram. So she put him on his lap. Open your mouth. She looked inside his mouth and saw the whole, all the dirt in the whole universe. He doesn't have to eat dirt, it's already in his mouth. The whole universe is there in his mouth. And all the different planetary systems and Shiva and Brahma and all the demigods and the demons and everything. And she saw herself also looking inside his mouth. And she thought, oh, Krishna is the Supreme Lord. Due to Maya, I, who am the wife of a cowherd leader, I am thinking I am his mother. But actually, he is the Supreme Lord of all the universes. And Krishna said, hey, this is not good. 
I don't want her to start thinking of me as God. And so he started crying. Oh, give me some milk. Oh, okay. And she forgot. Because her, f- her natural loving feelings for Krishna are so strong, even though she may know he's the Supreme Lord, but uh, as far as she concerns, she's concerned, he is my little boy. If I don't feed him, he will die. So this is possible by Krishna accepting a subordinate position, by masking his powers, by, uh, by, by not showing that... Uh, what is that? Kritavan kila karmani sahara amena keshava atimartya How does it go? Atimartyena bhagavan Then what's the last line? Gura kapatamanasha That I wanted. Yeah. Gura kapatamanasha He covers his powers. He is the Supreme Lord. He has come to perform pastimes with Balaram. And oh, he's atimartya He's not an ordinary human being. He's beyond the clutches of birth and death. But he covers. Guru Kapatamanush. He's cheating almost. He's showing himself as an ordinary person. Everything is, his powers are covered. He appears to be like an ordinary person. But he is far, far greater than we can imagine and even than he can imagine. He's so great. But he appears like an ordinary person and therefore in this manner performs his various pastimes. Hare Krishna. Any question about this? Nothing? Okay. Hare Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Zivangra Srila Prabhupada ki jai.